Leo spends the next week leading our adventurers towards the Citadel. The journey is a rather uneventful one. Back in the town of Halenwood, Lady Marcelin meets the newest recruits for the town guard. Several young men and women line up behind the guard's barracks. Among them are a few familiar faces. She paces up and down the lineup, looking each new recruit over before stopping at the timid young Tommy. What is your name, kid? Tommy, sir, ma'am. Why are you here, Thomas? You're practically shaking out of your boots. I'm tired of feeling helpless, ma'am. I just want to be brave enough to protect the ones I love. Hmm. Very well. Training isn't going to be a walk in the park. And I sure will not be going easy on any of you. Understood? Yes, Yes, Captain. Captain! Right then. First, I want to test where each of you are at in your combat training. Thomas, let's start with you. Uh, All right. Marceline hands Tommy a wooden training sword and takes one for herself. The two enter a readied stance. I'll let you take the first swipe. Whenever you're ready, Thomas. Uh, Okay. It's been a while since I've swung a sword, but here goes. Tommy swings with his right hand as he lunges forward. Marceline quickly flicks her sword with both hands, blocking the strike. His hands shake on impact dropping the wooden blade. You are too heavy with your swing and lack a handle on your blade. If you are not wielding a shield, you should always hold your sword with two hands to maximize your control over the weapon. Yes, ma'am. Tommy picks up his sword and readies himself again, this time placing both hands around the hilt of his sword. Before he is fully ready, Marcelin swings for his head. Tommy ducks quickly, rolling out the way. What the? I I wasn't even ready yet! The enemy will not let you prepare yourself! You must adapt! Marceline swings down on Tommy, who slips to the side. The fear in his eyes flees as a look of determination takes over. He takes charge, swinging on Marceline. The two wooden blades connect back and forth repeatedly. No problem. Damn. That Marcy sure is a fine piece of- Oh! You'll find it's a good idea to watch your mouth. And that's captain to you, recruit. Uh, uh, y- yes, sir. Marcelin lowers, swiping Tommy's leg, dropping him to the ground. Very nicely done, Thomas. Marcelin offers Tommy a hand, bringing him back up to his feet. So, who's next? Oh, captain. This young recruit right here thinks he could take you. Wait a second. I... Is that so? I didn't. How about you close those lips and grab a training sword? Show me what you got. Yes, ma... I mean, Captain. Kalen grins at the recruit, taking a stance beside the others. The recruit steps forward as he nervously takes up a stance before Marcelin. He looks Marcelin over and smirks, gaining confidence about him. Sorry if I hurt you, hon, but you're fighting a man now. On guard! The overly confident man grips his sword in two hands, raising the blade over his head. Marceline buries her fist deep into the stomach of the recruit, dropping him to his knees. Overconfidence is one of the biggest killers on the battlefield. She kneels down beside the recruit taking his hand. I heard what you were saying to the other recruit. 
There is no room for misogynistic assholes on my team. Is that understood? Yes, Captain. It won't happen again. Good. What is your name? It's uh, Braxton, Captain. She helps her recruit up, taking the sword from him. Embarrassed by his showing, the man returns to the sidelines. Marcelin continues to test each recruit, eventually putting them against each other. She continues to spar with Tommy as Kaelin continues to lightly punish Braxton in combat. All right, that is enough. With some more training and the right gear, I might be able to make knights out of you yet. Report to Regal's Forge. He will get you sorted with proper gear. Tell him I sent you. Yes, Yes, Captain! The new recruits make their way to Regal's Forge. A healthy plume of smoke rises from the chimney. Like a petulant child, Braxton pushes ahead to be the first inside. Uh, Out of my way, runt! Excuse me, hey! Inside, various pieces of equipment are displayed around the shop, drawing the attention of the recruits. They completely miss the dwarven man in the back, operating the forge. I've always fancied myself a greatsword. I think this one here would suit me well. Braxton grabs the hilt of a large greatsword with an outrageously thick, large blade. Greetings, friends! How can I be of service? The recruits are startled, now noticing the man. He steps out from behind the forge, placing the hot blade on the edge. Ash and soot staining his skin, clothes, and thick beard. Uh, Captain Lady Mar- Marcelin sent us to get some gear. We are the new knights of the town guard. Excellent. Miss Marcy said you would be stopping by. I have just a thing for you all. Come. The sword slowly slides into the molten forge, sinking as Regal steps away. Uh, sir, your blade is melting. Why, Bracker's beard! Regal runs to the forge, plunging his hand into the magma. (gasps) The dwarf removes the red-hot blade from the forge, wiping it clean of excess magma. That could have been very bad. Your hands! They're perfectly fine, lad. Don't you know, a dwarf has thick skin. The recruits give a nervous smile as Regal cleans his hands. Now, let's get you equipped, yeah? As each recruit picks out their primary weapon, Tommy looks around unsure. He watches Braxton wield the greatsword proudly. Rigel reaches the young man and smiles. So how about you, lad? What weapon do you fancy? I'm not really sure. Hmm. I have... Just the thing for you. The dwarf runs back behind the forge, grabbing a few items from his workbench. He approaches Tommy with a sword and shield in hand. Here you are. The sword and shield. A perfect marriage of offense and defense. Thank you. It's... it's... it's beautiful. Tommy looks over the shield's ornate design. It resembles an eagle and its wings. The red gem in the eye of the bird catches his eye. Oh... That there is a firestone. It's a powerful tool of enchantment. With it, it will protect you from the dangers of the hottest flames. Whoa, really? That's so cool. I appreciate it, sir. Take good care of him, as it will do the same. Later that night, Tommy returns home. He carefully places his sword and shield next to a shabby coat rack, 
before entering the living area. Tommy begins to doff his armor when he is startled by a light. Oh, uh, sorry. I, I hope I didn't wake you. The man clutches his bandaged abdomen, taking a couple steps into the room. What do you think you're doing? What do you mean? <sighs> you know damn well what I mean. I promised Mom I would keep you safe. And, and you go and sign your life away to- I didn't sign anything away, okay? I wanted to do this. I need this. I can't just sit around and be afraid of everything my whole life. Dad was- Dad is dead. And for the exact same reason. You're all I have left. And I can't lose you too. Tears slowly streak down the man's scarred skin. Tommy hangs his head in defeat, but he pauses, shaking it. Ollie, I almost lost you. In an entire town of people, not one rushed into danger. Had it not been for those two strangers, you would be gone, and this town would still be in constant chaos. Dad taught me a lot more than you know. You're not ready, Tommy. I will be. Dad's training is coming back to me, and with more time at boot camp, I will be. You don't have to worry about me all the time, Oliver. I never stop worrying about you, kiddo. I know. You just have to trust me. <sighs> okay, fine. I trust you. Now get back to bed, would ya? The priestess said you should be resting. Tommy takes his brother, supporting his arm as they walk back into the dark bedroom. He helps him into bed before turning off the light and makes his way into his own room. Tommy pulls a large chest out of his closet and opens it slowly. Inside are several images of his family. He takes one out. In the image, a young Thomas is held up in the air by his father. Tommy is draped in an oversized cloak that hangs almost to the ground. He smiles softly, staring at his father's captured joy before setting the images aside and pulling out the same purple cloak from the image. I'll make you proud, Dad. The next few days pass as Marceline and Kaelin train the new recruits. Marceline stands before them. Each of you have made serious headway in your training, and I think it's time we put this to practice. Braxton and Thomas, you will accompany me on my patrol. Francine and Klein, you will be with Kaelin. You guys are in for a real good time, I promise. I know all the exciting spots in town. They form the two groups, and they head off in their respective directions. Kalen and his recruits head northbound, as Marceline travels towards the forest. So, when do we get to see some real action? Pray that we don't. A quiet day is far better than a busy day, I assure you. <sighs> Braxton rolls his eyes and surveys the surrounding area. Marceline stops in her tracks, kneeling down to the road. She picks up a muddied hairband and examines it. Hmm, what do we have here? Seriously? It's just some chick's hair tie. What about it? Maybe, but it's been stepped on. Repeatedly. Hairbands aren't typically just falling out of a woman's hair. And even so, why not pick it back up? Wow. You are quite the investigator. Tommy begins to follow the road towards the forest. As stone comes to an end and becomes dirt, he notices heavy footprints leading into the trees. Captain Marceline! I think I have something. 
Lady Marceline rushes over to Tommy, with Braxton dragging along slowly. What is it? Uh, well, if you look here, the, the tracks, the spacing, the deep imprints, if I had a guess, it seems to me like... Somebody was being chased. I knew it! You've got to be kidding me. Whoever this belongs to might still be in trouble. We should make our way into the forest and see what we can dig up. The trio follow the footprints into the woods and begin searching. Let's split up. We can cover more ground. I have a contact out here who may have seen or heard something. If you find anything, alert the others. Marceline tosses two small items to her recruits. It appears to be a small stone with a button carved into it. Just press inward and the other stones will alert and guide you to the source. Understood? Understood. Sure. As Marceline heads off to question Gibbon, Tommy and Braxton head in opposite directions. Tommy pushes through thick shrubbery in search of clues. Hello? Is anybody out here? I'm not gonna hurt you. I promise. Tommy pauses, finding a rock in his path. The stone is roughly the size of a baseball, with blood staining one side. That's not good. Tommy pulls the device from his pocket, his thumb hovering over the button. (sighs) Maybe I should wait. I can't keep relying on other people. I'm more than capable of finding her on my own. He shoves the device back into his pocket and continues forward. Back in town, Kalen and his recruits chase after a mugger. The man quickly avoids obstacles by leaping over them, as his pursuing guards aren't as graceful. Hey! Get back here! The young woman knight runs past Kalen, heading for a vegetable stab. I have him! Francine grabs a potato from the street vendor and hurls it at the Ah! runner. Whoa! Wait a second! The potato explodes against his back, causing him to stumble as Francine begins a quick sprint after him. Francine tackles the thief into another vendor's store, breaking the structure. End of the line! Francine picks the man up and shoves him hard against a nearby wall as Kaylin and Klein arrive. She applies pressure. That was totally reckless. Damage to the city, a stolen potato, and... And I caught him. Just, please watch the guard brutality. Marceline is going to kill me. Oh, sorry. She loosens her grip, pulling the thug's face from the wall. Get off of me! I don't think this belongs to you. He removes the satchel from the thief's possession and hands it to Klein. I'll take this back, I guess. What about my shop? What am I going to do now? (laughs) I am so sorry. The city would be happy to cover any damages and loss of items. I'm sorry, sir. I guess I got caught up in the thrill of the hunt. (laughs) Just remember, there are rules we have to follow. Otherwise, we're no better than the gangs that used to run these streets. Understood, sir. Let's take this thief to lock up, and then you guys get to learn about all the excitement surrounding paperwork. Oh, please, no. As the energy winds down, the thief takes the opportunity. He smashes his way out of Francine's grip and begins running down the road. Ow! Hey! Oh, come on. 
With a quick sigh, the two start after the thief once more. Klein returns, confused. Hey, uh, where did everyone go? The shopkeep simply points down the road. Mm, Not again. The thief breaks away from his pursuers, snatching a bag from a nearby pedestrian. Come on, man! He continues his sprint, passing a familiar wizard. Hmm? What's this? Edricor notices the stolen goods and smirks. Oh, no you don't. Not in my town. Kalen and Francine try to keep up, hearing a small explosion a few streets over. What was that? The two rush to the scene, seeing Edricor triumphant over the thief, his clothes now charred and smoking. Whoa! Did you blast him? No, no, don't be silly. I blew him up. <laughs> that seems a bit excessive. Why? Well, I saw him take that bag that didn't belong to him and thought, hmm, no. You couldn't have used a less destructive spell? Sure, sure, but why would I? It's more fun to blow shit up! (laughs) Kalen plants his head into his palm and sighs deeply. Back in the woods, Tommy creeps along a small beaten path. He pauses, spotting some visible blonde hair from behind a tree. Quickly, the hair moves to be completely hidden. Hello? I can see you. The woman turns from behind the tree with a large branch in hand. She appears frightened and exhausted. Her long blonde hair has leaves and sticks jutting out of it, scrapes up and down her arms with dirt and dried blood staining her skin and clothes. Stay back! I have no problem smashing you over the head with this! Wait, 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 wait a second! I'm here to rescue you! I'm a knight! The frazzled woman calms down dropping her weapon to her side. She examines Tommy. Are you even old enough to be a knight? Hey! I'm an adult! Now, would you just let me help you? You can't. They are coming for me. I can't go back. They will never leave me alone. Who? The sound of the forest moving around them alerts Tommy as he looks around. He spots two strange-looking orcs walking through the forest, adorned in armor. What are you doing? Hide! They're coming back this way! Tommy looks back to the scared woman and considers hiding. He reaches into his pocket and presses the stone before stepping forward, drawing his blade. No! They will kill you! Hey! Who goes there? What's this? A junior knight? He thinks he don't know who we are. Stay back! I'm warning you! Oh. <laughs> hey, Brick, why don't you show him who we are? Me thinks that's a good idea, Crush. The huge orc begins to run at Tommy, snapping various branches in his path. Tommy raises his shield as a large boot flies towards his face. I know you two! You're members of the Valentino crime family. Hey, you do know us. What a surprise. <laughs> surprise. Tommy regains his composure, Hi-ya! swinging his sword on the large brute who blocks with his leather bracer, 
The sword slashes through the thick hide, but Tommy's grip isn't firm enough. Brick swings at his arm. With a firm chop, Tommy drops his blade into the mud below. Ah, oh, shit! <laughs> his attacker continues as Tommy tries to block the oncoming assault, but is overpowered. The young knight is beaten into the muck beneath. Brick picks him up by the shield, crushing the edge with his force. Tommy struggles to hang on, kicking at the orc. With his free hand, the orc slams his fist into Tommy's chest and grabs him by the breastplate, tearing him from his shield. With a powerful step forward, Brick whips Tommy into a cluster of trees. Crush spots his target from behind the tree. He smirks, rushing over to her. Tommy struggles to get to his feet as his shield is hurled at his head, cutting into a nearby trunk. Hey, hey, sweetheart. Uh, no. Crush grabs her arms, holding her as she struggles to free herself. Get off of me! Tommy, hearing the woman's cries, forces himself to his feet. He pries his shield from the tree and starts to make his way towards the orcs. Hey! Leave her alone! Brick, I thought you dealt with the small fry. You think so too? Sorry, Crush. Oh, that's okay, buddy. We could just take him with us too. The big orc grins gleefully as he turns to face Tommy, who struggles on his approach. Okay, little man. You go with us. Let her go. Or else. Or else. What, kid? <laughs> You're a half-a-knight and you best stay. <laughs> yeah, half-knight. Tommy raises his shield and his fist as the larger orc steps towards him. He raises his hands high to slam down on the young knight, but Tommy is ready. Quickly, he dodges to the side, stepping behind the orc. Look out! He drives the end of his shield into the back of the orc's leg, dropping him down. <laughs> Look out, you stupid boy. Tommy pulls his shield into both hands, slamming it across the back of the orc's head, knocking him to the ground. Crush acts quickly, knocking out the woman, and scrambles to find anything blunt. He grabs a hefty rock from the ground and charges the knight. As Tommy turns to engage Crush, he is greeted by the blunt object, knocking him out. <laughs> there, I have to do everything myself. The remaining orc grabs Tommy by the cloak and hoists the woman up onto his shoulders. Brick slowly makes his way back to his feet, struggling to catch up to Crush. Let's go, you big oaf. Small night, hurt Brick. Sorry, Crush. Oh, that's okay, buddy. The large orc picks up Tommy and carries him off. Some time passes as Tommy's call is finally answered. Marcelin and Braxton converge on his former location, finding his stone in the dirt. Ah, that dumb kid took on more than he could chew. Serves him right. Now is not the time! Thomas could be in danger. We have to find him. Could? I think we can elevate that to definitely is. Braxton picks up Tommy's muddied blade from the ground, presenting it to Marcelin. Come on, let's go! Deep in the forest... A small cabin hides, tucked away in a small clearing. Inside, the two orcs sit at a table, playing cards. Oh no! 
You, you, you can't just... That's not how it works at all, you... Oh. Brick do bad? No, no, it's fine. You win. Good job, buddy. The big orc smiles, proud of himself. Their attention is taken as an envelope slides below the front door. Oh, that must be the word. Excuse me, oh glorious winner. Crush makes his way to the door, picking up the envelope. Carefully, he removes the wax seal and opens the letter. The orc smiles. Below, the young knight and the damsel lay bound. The woman starts to come too, taking in her surroundings. No, 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 no! This can't be happening. The door slowly creaks open as she silences herself, taking several glances at the unconscious knight. Well, well, well. Today's your lucky day, Miss Lockhart. It would seem your debt has been paid. That's not possible. My father would never... Oh, but he has, lady. Which means we no longer require your cooperation. While chasing you down and crushing your little protector has been fun, it's time for us to part ways. The orc turns back towards the stairs and climbs them slowly. The woman shakes off her confusion. Hey, wait! You can't just leave me down here. If my debt has been cleared, you must set me free! Crush reaches the top of the stairs as Brick wields Tommy's shield. It looks small in his possession. What are you doing? Leave it! We have to carry the gear. But me likes it. I said no. Give it here, you oaf. The orc steals the shield from his moronic ally and tosses it down the stairs. Now get the bags. We're done here. Okay. Crush grabs an ornate lighter from his belt, firing a small bolt into the basement. The old wooden crates ignite. Wait! You can't! You take care now. Bye! The orc exits the cabin as a dark smoke rises from inside. He rejoins his large friend as the two make their way into the woods. They're stopped by two figures exiting the tree line. Two of them and two of us. And this should be no sweat, Captain. Not necessarily. These two are top enforcers for the Valentino crime family. Do not take them lightly. Understood. Hold it right there! <laughs> Sorry, um, who are you? I am Lady Marceline, Captain of the Town Guard, and you are under arrest! Under a rush? Nah, buddy. We'll smash her just like we smashed her little knife. Yes, yeah, Marceline draws her weapon as Braxton attempts to do the same. Marceline stops him, placing her sword in front of him. Marceline takes notice of her unarmed assailants. She resheathes her blade. These two are far too dangerous for you to handle. Leave them to me. You need to get inside and look for Thomas. Are you crazy? And in case you haven't noticed, that shack is on fire! All the more reason for you to make haste. Braxton nods, taking his hand off the hilt of his sword and making a run for the cabin. The orcs try to engage, but Marceline is faster. No, you don't! Your fight is with me! Marceline leaps up into the air, kicking the larger orc into his ally, causing them to stumble as Braxton runs past. Get off me, you dope! <sighs> Surrender, and I will spare you the embarrassment you are about to receive. What are you waiting for? Get her! Good idea, Crush. Brick charges towards Marceline as she prepares to counter. 
Inside, the fire continues to spread as the woman panics. Come on! Wake up! Everything is on fire! I need you! She struggles to inch closer to Tommy, restrained to her post. She reaches out with her foot, kicking him. He quickly comes to. Ow! God! (coughs) Please! Don't have much time! Trying to think! Give me a second, would you? Tommy begins to run his bindings back and forth on the corner of the box. The rope begins to fray and he picks up speed, the basement growing hotter. Upstairs, Braxton makes his way into the living room. Tommy! Are you here? (coughs) We're down here! Damn it. The stairs are completely engulfed in flames! I can't get to you! (laughs) You're going to die, Tommy's binds grow weaker as he struggles against the restraints. The frayed rope begins to pull apart. Come on! Almost there! Tommy breaks free as the rope pulls apart. He pulls his cloak over his face and rushes over to the woman. The room becomes unbearably hot and hard to breathe in. Tommy pulls a small pocket blade from his belt pouch and begins cutting her restraints, freeing her. She quickly goes to embrace the knight, but Tommy stops her. Thank you! Careful, my armor's gonna be hot to touch. Don't burn yourself. She quickly pulls back to a safe distance as Tommy reaches for his shield. Upon reuniting with his gear, his armor cools as the fire surrounding begins to pull back, repulsed slightly by the firestone. Thank you, Regal. Stay close to me. We're getting out of here. The two make their way towards the stairs, the fire retreating around them as a pail's worth of water splashes against Tommy's shield. What the... Seriously? I was trying to help. And you thought a bucket of water would suffice? Both of you shut up! We don't have time to argue! Right, sorry, miss. Tommy and the woman reach the top of the stairs as the fire rages behind them. Quickly, the three exit the burning cabin, witnessing Marceline holding off both orcs. Captain! I'm fine! Protect the girl! Tommy brings his shield up to his side. Braxton hands him his muddied blade. You left this behind. Thank you. They got out? Oh, you gotta be kidding me. No boss says she dies. Well, don't just stand there, you idiot. Get him! Yes, Crush. Brick begins to stomp towards the trio with a club in hand. The woman grows more uneasy as the large orc approaches. Hey, half-knight. I smash you again? (laughs) Not this time. Tommy places his shield on his back, taking his sword in both hands. Tommy moves in quickly to intercept the orc as Brick swings for his head. He slips under the blunt weapon, bringing his sword down onto it. The wood splinters on impact as Tommy brings his pommel up, striking Brick in the face. Ugh! Stupid man! You hurt Brick! You die now! Tommy jumps back as the orc is enraged. He swings the club back and forth as Tommy parries with his blade, each strike chipping away at the club's integrity. Brick swings hard onto Tommy's blade, forcing him to the ground. (laughs) Brick beat you. Now Brick smash you! Brick quickly whips his club into the air. The wear and tear is too great as the force of his upswing causes the club to snap off, flying back behind him. Huh? Well, 
Overconfidence is one of the biggest killers on the battlefield. Tommy plants his hands into the ground, thrusting his leg forward. His kick connects with the orc's groin, dropping him instantly. Across the clearing, Marceline continues to battle Crush in hand-to-hand combat. Crush leaps after her, punching forth, but it's blocked by her braces. Quickly, she forces him off of her. Leaping into the air, her knee connects with the orc's chin, causing his head to whip back, dragging his body to the ground with him. Marceline stands ready, but Crush does not get back up. She relaxes now. That was easy. Captain, that was insane! You were amazing! Braxton rushes to her side to help her restrain the thugs as Tommy turns to the woman. Glad that's over. Are you you alright, miss? I'm alright now, thanks to you. And it's, um, Angela. Angela steps up to Tommy, planting a kiss on his cheek. He blushes before smiling. Oh, boy. Marceline approaches. We may have stopped these two, but unless you tell us what's really going on, we cannot ensure your future safety. I understand. I'll tell you everything. All right, then. Thomas, why don't you escort our friend here back to town? Braxton and I can clean up these two. Yes, Captain. Right this way, miss. Angela grabs Tommy's arm and follows alongside him. Elsewhere, a several days' journey away, our adventurers find themselves on a seemingly endless road. (sighs) How... how much further? How are you tired? You're a robot. Robots don't get tired. Excuse me, Melanie, but the term robot might be taken a bit derogatorily. You've got to be joking. No, no, the kid's right. Warden, are you offended? Absolutely. Got it. Shut up, both of you. But, Lady Melanie, three of us spoke. Did you mean Warden and I shut up? Leo and I shut up? Or Warden and Leo? How about everyone just be quiet for a little bit before I get a headache? Finally, they reach the top of their hill, revealing a large black fortress on the horizon. The surrounding lands decay progressively as they draw closer to the citadel. Well, here we are. One super spooky corrupted citadel. Whoa! This feels like a bad idea. I don't like the looks of this. Let's camp here for the night. Tomorrow, we take back the citadel. The Terra Arcanum Chronicles, the audio drama, a hopeless media production, narrated by Marius Spangenberg, starring Brenna Thornton as Lady Marceline, Jace Matthews as Kaylin, Jamie Clifford as Tommy, Ryan Mesher as Braxton, Mitchell Drake as Regal and Warden, Sierra Payne as Angela. Kyle Berger as Crush Valentino. Joe Clifford as Oliver, Brick, and Leo Emberhart. Stephanie Catt as Francine. Z. Yoland as Klein. 
Jerkytown as Idrigor, Anna Kate Heinemann as Melanie Rodman, Halo Moon as Louie, additional voices by Shane Clifford and Alex Sinka, music by Mitchell Drake, sound effects sourced from freesound.org and Artlist, written, produced, and edited by Jamie Clifford. <laughs>